Welcome to the Brooke Taylor Show. This is episode number 246, Losing Weight After 40, Part 2, Healthy Habits and Hormones, with special guest, Marna Revlock. And now, here's your host, Brooke Taylor. Welcome to the show. So, what is it all about? What is the purpose of life? Thankfully, having the Baltimore Catechism from the earliest memory, we can all say together to know, love, and serve God in this life so we can be happy with Him in the next. And part of that is believing that the God who made you is calling you to honor that gift He gave you in your unduplicated mind, body, and heart. 1 Corinthians 3, 16-17, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and that temple is you. That is actually the opening passage of the book, You Are That Temple as well by Dr. Kevin Vost, which I highly recommend. I had a chance to read a PDF version of the manuscript before it was released and then to be able to interview him, which was on this podcast. It aired first live on Relevant Radio. And he dedicates his book to the pursuit of health, not as an idol, not as an obsession, but properly ordered in light of that scripture. And today on the program, we're continuing a similar theme. This is part two of our two-part series on health and aging, and so looking forward to introducing you to today's guest. But before we get to that, I have a few updates also that I wanted to share first. Our next pilgrimage to the Holy Land is March 24th through April 4th. We'd love for you to join us, Father John Michael Paul, again with us as spiritual director. He is the Vicar of the Americas for the community of St. John. He will be saying Mass every day, hearing confessions, generally just guiding us as shepherd through the land of our Good Shepherd, and during a time of year that the entire world mystically goes to Jerusalem, to Calvary, and enters into the life, death, the passion, resurrection of our blessed Lord. So we will be there on Palm Sunday, walking on Palm Sunday Road, and that will be close to the conclusion, the finale of our journey. So you would be home by Easter, but still beginning Holy Week there in the Holy Land. So all the details posted at Select International Travel, just search Brooke. I'll also link that in the show notes. And by request, I'm really excited about this. I've been working on this, putting together some gift lists for Christmas. So if you've not already signed up for my newsletter, please do, because I've got some fun goodies forthcoming. And the list that I'm working on right now is a collection of books for your Catholic library, an essential list, in my opinion. And for different themes, for the man, for the teen, for the literary lover, for the skeptic, for the parent, for anyone who struggles with anxiety and depression, different titles for your Catholic library that I think you're going to love. So look for that. That will be in the newsletter, and I will also be posting that on social media as well. And with that, let's get to it. So on the last show, MetPro coach Kat Ramirez was my guest. MetPro, by the way, stands for Metabolic Profiling. So that's the program that I've been using now going into my fourth month. And so essentially, it uses science. It uses algorithm to study your unique metabolism. And because we are all so unique, every single person has a different metabolism. And I love how Kat explained that depending on how you have perhaps chronically dieted over the years or overeaten or undereaten over the years, those things can all impact and possibly damage our metabolism. So MetPro works 
one-on-one, reading your metabolism, customizing your needs so that it revs essentially your metabolism and optimize what your body can do. So starting this process, I had no idea what to expect, but I have been so impressed by the change I've seen, my own results, that I wanted to bring some of what I learned to you. And a lot of that can be attributed to Coach Kat. So it was wonderful to get her on the program. She shared a few of her best health habits and hacks. So that episode is entitled Losing Weight Over 40, Hormones, Healthy Habits, and Met Pro Coach Kat. So I will post that episode in the show notes. In case you missed it, you can go back and listen to that along with the website for Matt Pro. I'm very pleased to share that we are working together and they have agreed to offer my listeners a special three-month plan. Usually, it's only a six or 12-month commitment. So this is exciting. And I would say, especially as we approach the holidays, because the gift of health is priceless and one increasingly that I'm grateful for every year. So those are kind of the housekeeping notes. So now we come to the hormone episode and our special guests. Check it out. So in part one, we covered the healthy habits. Now we come to the hormone episode. Marna Revlock is here. She is a nursing grad from Franciscan University of Steubenville, master's from Kent State with over 25 years of experience in the nursing and medical field, recently opening her own practice. It's called Vitality Med, specializing in bioidentical hormones, which we will get to all about it on this episode. Also, I have the longtime honor of calling her a friend. Welcome to the show, Marna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Before we jump in, I have to offer this disclaimer. This interview is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor or any other medical or mental health professional. And I also want to add, this is not just for the ladies, although it is for all ladies. I think, too, it is for the husbands and the fathers to understand their wives and daughters better as well, because as we will hear, when it comes to perimenopause, that period of five, six, sometimes maybe even up to 10 years before menopause, it can come with inexplicable anger and bouts of depression and weight gain and generally a lot of physical and emotional fluctuation. So I think it's really important for also the men in our lives to know kind of what's going on. And I guess I want to start there, Marna. What is perimenopause exactly? Brooke, I think that you just hit the nail on the head perfectly when you described the emotions that women go through. But as you mentioned, this is not just for women. This is also for men because, number one, men have to live with women. And number two, they also have fluctuations in their hormones as well. But you're asking me about perimenopause. So perimenopause is that time. It's about 10 to 15 years before a woman actually starts into menopause. So menopause being the time after she has not had a period for approximately one year, but the perimenopause is the time before that. And that's when all, all of the hormone fluctuations are starting to take place. What's happening is the body is sending signals that's saying, hey, these eggs aren't as strong as they used to be. They can't put out the hormones like they typically do. Plus, we have we go through all this stress during this time in our life. Think about it. During perimenopause, which can start anywhere at age 30 or 40, and during that time, you're raising kids, you might be working, you might be taking care of parents, you're dealing with bills and just life in general. So when that happens, your body needs a lot to sustain itself. So it uses cortisol to deal with all of that stress. Cortisol is another hormone that our adrenals produce, and it helps us to keep going. It's that fight or flight. 
But when we lose all that cortisol, because we've used it all up from all of the stress, our body starts to rob itself from the hormones, the sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, just to name a few. And it's robbing from that. And so now those hormones cannot be utilized to do what they're supposed to do in our bodies, which keep us calm, which help us to sleep, which keep our, our weight down. So there is this piece of what am I going to do? All these things are changing my body. And how do we replenish them so that you can feel your best again? And this is a study I know that's very personal for you. You told me about NAPRO technology many years ago and just studying feminine design. It's something that you're an expert at, I would say, for as long as I've known you. But how did you get into this specific discipline of bioidenticals? So I was going through my own journey where I noticed very early on that I was losing my hormones. I was probably in my 20s. I saw this gigantic shift. All of a sudden, my face broke out. My periods became very irregular. I started to not sleep very well. And I was just asking myself, what is going on? I couldn't sustain the energy to take care of my kids because I was exhausted by the end of the day. So I started searching and I kept looking for a doctor. I had delved into NAPRO technology for a little while because we were trying to conceive. I found that fascinating the way they were able to really blend the personal, the medical, spiritual, and blend that together to assist women with their health and with natural family planning. And being, a lot of times people think of natural family planning as just how do you prevent, but this was a way to help you conceive. Well, that's another story. But as I started to recognize my hormones were not where they needed to be, I just kept searching for a doctor to help me. And every practitioner that I went to kept telling me, oh, you're too young to have these problems. Because realistically, I was in my 20s and I was having symptoms of major perimenopause. So I kept searching and every doctor just told me it was my in my head or it was my problem or my husband just needs to take care of me better. And, it, you know, it was just they were just kind of kicking the can down the road. So finally, I read a book by Suzanne Summers, and it was all about hormones. And I thought, this is it. This is my thing that I need to figure out is the hormones. And it wasn't until my 40s that I actually found a practitioner who could help me. And he did bioidentical hormones, and I tried it. And the next day, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a miracle. That I fast. It. I, for me, it was immediate. Wow. And for some people, it really is immediate. And for other people... It takes several months to get that balance. It can even take up to a year because everybody is different. When I'm working with a patient, I am really looking at their signs and symptoms. What am I seeing? What response are they getting to the hormones that I'm giving them? And then what do I have to tweak? I'm not just looking at their blood because looking at their blood doesn't tell me what's inside their cell. Although I use that as a baseline, but it doesn't really give me a clear picture or the perfect picture as much as their symptoms do. It's really neat to hear you talk about NAPRO technology because I go down memory lane and I think of the years we, both of us, and it's hard to find a NAPRO technology doctor. So in our neck of the woods, there might be a few sprinkling here and there and you had recommended one. And I remember you told me during this time something so simple that I never forgot and it applied then. And if you're a young woman in your 20s, married and, and trying to conceive or in this stage of perimenopause, you said every month your body lays out a story. 
story. That's what's beautiful about what you do. And I think that Catholic holistic way of the approach of the human design, because it's not about medicating, you're trying to get to the source of the issue. And I think it really speaks to a larger issue that from early on, even when young women might go to the gynecologist, a lot of teenagers start taking birth control, artificial birth control, because there is something going on with their health. But that can cause a whole host of issues. It can lead to a contraceptive mindset, which then leads to an abortion mindset. And there are a lot of medical risks when you do take birth control of any kind, blood clotting, stroke, five times more likely to experience hypertension. They are three times more likely to get migraines, more likely to contract HPV. So just wanted to go back, I guess, and, and talk about that because it may have just happened because they were counseled by a doctor that they trusted and they didn't know. And they're thinking, well, this doctor knows this is their job. So I'm going to go ahead and go down this road. But I think that is for me, what was so revelatory is that there is another way. And I, I was never on artificial birth control, but I knew many people that were told that I had medical procedures like a uterine ablation because I was bleeding so much, but it was perimenopause and it was actually a progesterone issue. And if I had had my hormones tested, I don't believe I actually would have needed to undergo that medical procedure. So there is a beauty in really trying to find what that monthly story is telling us, like you've kind of been trained to do all along. And there are also different kinds of hormones. So your specialty is bioidentical, but many people are familiar with kind of the old-fashioned synthetic hormones. And I know that bioidentical can be synthetic. You know all of the verbiage and the exact definition. So kind of explain the difference if you could. What are we talking about? Well, you're actually doing a really good job of explaining it. When you think about hormones. And a lot of times, unfortunately, doctors don't really know the difference. They'll say the pill, oh, that's no different. It's just a, it's all hormones. It's all the same, but all hormones are not the same. So the birth control pill or um, any artificial birth control is considered not bioidentical. What that means is that the chemical structure of that medication or that hormone is not designed to be identical to the human body. So for example, Premarin is a great example. That hormone is taken from horse's urine. That's why it gets the name Premarin, basically mm. mares. It's taken from the horses and it, it works. It does what the body's supposed to do, but it comes along with a lot of side effects. Could be bloating, could be irritability, could be many of the things that you mentioned. Whereas the bioidentical form of a hormone, that chemical structure, even though it might be synthetically made in a lab, it is taken from plants typically, and it is made to be identical to the human body. So when I consume that or I apply it to my skin, whatever method it is that I take that, it is now that structure is identical and my body recognizes it as my own as opposed to something foreign. So you tend to not have all those side effects. Now there's a lot of variations and sometimes we might see something like, for example, with progesterone is a great example. You know, that is the hormone of pregnancy. So when women become pregnant, they feel very calm a lot of times. They they want to sleep a lot. So if I'm giving a woman too much progesterone, I look for those signs and symptoms that say, hey, I'm I'm really tired. Okay, well, then we need to back off a little bit because that's a little bit too much for you. So it's really this give and take. But this is the beauty of the bioidentical form of hormone replacement is that it's identical. That's where it gets its name. It's identical to your structure. And we just need to tweak it so that it helps you to be at your optimum, your best. 
the thing is, it took me a while to even realize that I was in perimenopause and what that means. One of the indicators is it brings metabolic change very often, weight gain. We touched on that in the last episode, particularly how our diet can either help or hurt, damage or heal what is going on in our body already. But why why does perimenopause link to metabolic change and maybe that muffin top or weight gain? Well, I think it's just that those hormones are really designed to keep us healthy. They keep our cardiovascular status in check. They keep our diabetes in check. They keep all of those other hormones that, that are really just making those changes. For example, insulin, it can help to keep insulin in check and reduce that insulin resistance. It can reverse even insulin resistance as long as it's done with the right diet and exercise and, and lifestyle changes. But when we start to lose those, think about this. As people age, what happens to them? They develop heart disease, cancers. They develop osteoporosis, Alzheimer's. All of those things are happening because people are losing their hormones. So they are really protective when you think about quality of life, and long-term health. So my goal for my patients is I want them to have a good quality of life. If I can supplement these hormones, I'm able to protect their body again. In my own journey, I found I became healthier and healthier. I developed shingles at 30. Who develops shingles at 30? Mm. You don't. That's not a disease of the young. But I was because I was losing all those hormones, I was already so depleted that it was making me more vulnerable. At this stage of my life, I'm in my 50s, and I feel so much better. I'm stronger, healthier. I don't get sick like I used to. I have way more energy. So to me, I look at this and I think, I want my patients to have this too. I want them to have vitality. I want them to have strength. I want them to age well so that they can actually enjoy their retirement. So many people save up for retirement and they're saving all this money and then they get there and they can't even enjoy it because all they're doing is going to the doctor. I don't want that. And for Christians, I want them to have a vibrant, holy, happy life that they can actually be a light to other people so that they can draw people in. I think it's really good that you mentioned that it, as a Christian and as a wife in my vocation, there are months where I felt before I was seeing you and really getting what I needed, it really is night and day. I felt like I was stuck in PMS purgatory every month. And it's like, <laughs> I know all these spiritual disciplines. I know that I'm a mature woman in Christ. Why am I behaving this way? I just would have, again, like these inexplicable meltdowns, almost like a teenager and in a lot of ways kind of mimicking. You know, when you're first going through the puberty stage, you have all these big feelings and emotions, your body's changing. Well, at this stage it's of life, it's like, I know how I should know. I should know how to deal with this time of the month or these changes. But honestly, it sounds like it's very common and it's not necessarily a byproduct of lack of faith. It truly is something else going on. And I've heard you say that this, this issue and being able to address your hormones and get what your body needs could actually save or even and repair a marriage. And that's not an exaggeration. Oh, I absolutely believe that because I know even in my own marriage, losing your hormones in your 30s, finally, you're looking at your husband and you're thinking, eh. but as soon as you start to replenish, for example, testosterone or estrogen, you start to find that person much more interesting. You become more romantically inclined. You want to get to know them better. And for men, at the time that women are starting to lose that that spark, 
Men haven't lost yet. They're still searching for that. And they can't understand why is my wife not interested? How, what happened to the woman that I married? And so they tend to push back then because now they're not getting what they need. Not to say that it's just a need, you know, for sex, but it, it really does allow that relationship to foster because you are now enjoying that person again in many ways, not just physical. So I've had a, I've had a lot of patients come back and say, oh my gosh, this is so great. My husband is so happy. We're reconnecting. It's just, so it's really special because that part of your marriage is very important. And it's so easy nowadays just to go, go in all different directions. And this seems to put couples back together. They won't heal every marriage, but right. it, it, it does it, help. And so, right, because you're talking about the the unitive, the procreative, the the intimacy, but also emotionally where those fluctuations, they might still be there. The cravings still might be there, Those, but they're more regulated and manageable depression because there are some major swings that if your body is depleted in these things, estrogen, uh, testosterone, progesterone, that can really have a massive effect on, on your way of thinking, on your way of behavior. So we have those aspects, the mood, the cravings and the weight gain, the intimacy, but also you mentioned sleep. And as we age throughout our whole lives, really, sleep is one of the most critical needs that we have in order to think clearly, in order for our body to be optimized and operate on all cylinders. But that also is a component of perimenopause, insomnia, which I don't know, I didn't link right away that a lot of people know connect. Why is that? Progesterone, as we mentioned earlier, is that calming hormone. If your progesterone is disrupted, your sleep becomes disrupted. So by just replenishing that hormone in itself, that can make a world of difference. That allows the body to just calm down and sleep. A lot of times women say, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever had because they've been craving sleep for so long. So that is really that piece. Think about it. When you are pregnant, Your body is building another human being. It's really growing. I mean, a whole different person. So the body needs to rest because it's using a lot of energy. And progesterone is that hormone in pregnancy that tells the body it's time to rest. Now, when I'm giving it to someone who's not pregnant, that doesn't mean they want to sleep all the time. There are a lot of variations and different ways we can give this hormone, but it does provide that calming effect for many women. Did I answer that question? Yes, that it's probably a progesterone deficit if you notice that all of a sudden you have insomnia, you're not, I mean, there's so many things that go into it. Because when I think about menopause, I kind of think of the old sitcoms that I would watch where the woman's opening up the freezer and putting (laughs) her head in because she's getting a hot flash or something. But there are a lot of other things before that. And you really address the whole person, I guess, for, that's another question I wanted to ask someone who is seeking a practitioner in bioidenticals, is it just for the woman in perimenopause or can people see you who are in menopause or struggling with infertility? So actually it is for pretty much people of all ages, men or women. Everyone has a different need, but like even teenagers, I remember for myself, I was a very happy teenager. I had very normal hormones, everything was good, but I had friends who were just raging I'm always upset and angry about everything. And that I look back now and I can say, oh, I can see that was a hormone imbalance for that person. So even teenagers, they will benefit from, let's say, just progesterone. 
or teaching them how to manage their insulin so that they don't get these raging testosterone levels. If your insulin is really high, you're going to have high testosterone. So I'm able to teach people how to reduce that insulin either in a natural way or perhaps they need some sort of medication assistance to help them with. But as women age during just regular pregnancy or trying to get pregnant, progesterone can benefit that along with some other medications can help. You know, sometimes people might need referred to a specialist, but for someone who's maybe just, you know, I'm not conceiving or maybe having miscarriages, sometimes progesterone in itself is the answer, not always. Then as you age, perimenopause, we already described, but even women who are in menopause who have been in menopause for a long time will benefit from bioidentical hormones. Now, depending how long they've been in menopause or beyond that will determine what form of hormone that they'll be given because there are some, because they're older, they already have some risk factors and we want to reduce those risk factors as much as possible. But I believe that the benefits outweigh the risks because we can deliver it in a way that will still protect that person. Then for men, it you know, typically starts in the 30s where they start to see this little decline. And for them, it's very gradual. You know, for women, it's, you're kind of like dropping off this cliff all of a sudden. And what happens is they might start to lose their drive. Even women, they'll lose their drive a lot of times. And when I say drive, I'm not talking about sex drive. I'm talking about drive to do things, to get up and mow the grass or do the things we need to do on a daily basis or that energy to of our kids. That's usually the first sign that that testosterone level is dropping. If there's a lot of alcohol, if there's smoking, stress, all of those things play a role for both the men and women in terms of libido or energy. I want to share a piece of feedback I received this morning from a friend of mine. She said, Brooke, I want to let you know that I had my first appointment with Marna and I am so very grateful that you shared her info with me. I have high hopes that she can finally get my health in check. I've heard from several people, from several friends who've shared that. I know you already have a waiting list and I wish all within the sound of my voice could go to you. And I think that's the challenge here is in all that we're talking about, it's not actually that easy, maybe it is, God willing, to get plugged in and find a practitioner who is an expert in this field. First of all, why do you think not more physicians are well-versed and educated in things like hormones? Well, back in... 2003, there was a giant research study that came out. It had like, I don't know, I can't even remember, like 80,000 women involved in it. But that study basically said that there was an increased cardiovascular risk with the use of hormones. But that study, now there are lots of other studies coming out and saying that research was very, very flawed because they only looked at women who had been in past menopause for 10 or 12 years. And at that point, those women are already started with cardiovascular disease, diabetes, which is highly inflammatory, and then cascade into all these other risk factors. So those women were already had that risk factor in place, and they started giving not only estrogen, but they also gave a synthetic form of progesterone, that which was called the progestin. So there were these increased side effects that were happening because it was not that chemical structure that was identical to a human being. There was another arm of the study where they gave just estrogen, no synthetic progesterone, and those women, their risk factors were identical. In other words, there was no increased risk in cardiovascular disease, no increased risk in um, heart attack or stroke or breast cancer. So, then after that, there have been other studies that have come out. A lot of them have come out of Europe. 
they're very strong, robust studies. And they have shown that there is actually greater protection against breast cancer, greater protection against cardiovascular disease, greater protection against osteoporosis. And not only that, if you start it early when you're just hitting menopause or even before, you reduce that risk even further. And, and this is with the use of, of that, bioidentical hormones? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And for those women who are older, that higher risk um, is only within that first year, even for the synthetic hormones. Every day you go beyond that first year, the risk reduces even more. So then when you're looking at the bioidentical form, not even the synthetic form, you're even that much more protected. So given all of that information, when you talked about that first study, do you think that that was enough where physicians just, because even in their training and as they go through their degree, they don't receive a lot of expertise in the discipline of human hormones. Is it just something that's not yet been understood or taken off? Is it? You know, a lot of times when people are being trained in medicine, they go down through tradition. And that one study that was flawed, it was called the Women's Health Initiative, was so widely publicized, but they never saw the little print that came out afterwards that said that study was flawed. It wasn't looked at correctly. In fact, when they when they started to publish the results of that study, the entire board that had put that study together wasn't even there to really discuss the results. And so it got published without everyone being involved in looking at the results. I think what happens with doctors is many times they were not just doctors, any practitioner for that matter, they're kind of, they've only heard one thing. They're very busy. You know, they have a lot on their plate. They have 10, 15 minutes only to see their patients and they have families that they're managing and they have bills to pay. So their lives are very busy too. So to be able to get all of that information when medicine and research is exploding with all of the research that's out there. So I can't imagine the amount of stuff that most practitioners have to work and learn and then to have to learn about this as well. It's just, it's just difficult. If we want to go down this road, where do we start? Is there a lab workup that we should request? I know you recommended, and I've used life extension, and I really like, and there's a general panel that can say, this is basically where you are hormone-wise. Is that a good ground zero to get started? What would you recommend? Yes, getting the blood work. Like I said, you or you mentioned life extension is one um place that you can get the blood work done. You purchase it yourself. You can choose which panel you want. There's all kind of blood work panels that are out there. And then they email you the order for the blood work. Now, there are certain states, I believe it's New York, and um, I can't recall what the other state is, but they do not allow you to do this. You have to have a physician's order. But in Ohio, where many, I think like 48 other states, you can do this on your own. Purchase it, go to a lab, and then they send you the results. But you might not know how to interpret those results. Life Extension has people who do consult with you at no cost, and uh, they can kind of give you an idea of what kind of supplements to take. But supplements in themselves aren't enough. There are other labs that you can look at, like Ulta Lab. They do this. Um, there's many, many types out there that you can look at on the internet. But if you can work with a practitioner, that's the most ideal thing. Someone who's been, been trained in bioidentical hormone replacement your 
your practitioner might not know enough. But I just want to clarify because when I mentioned about life extension, I'm not advocating just to go go it on your own. But that is, like you said, exactly. If you can get connected with someone, you had a great resource of physicians, a website that you mentioned. Where I received my training is called WorldLink Medical. And they have physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs who have been trained in this in every single state. So you can actually go there, go to their provider list, and you can find someone in your state. But there are other agencies that also train, but I chose this one because they really look at the symptoms of the person and there's a lot of research in in their training. And what about resource guide? You had mentioned WorldLink Medical. Is that right? I can put this in the show notes also. Yes, that's correct. And you have a website. Yes, VitalityMedNP for nursepractitioner.com. And it's exciting. This episode, I hope and pray, is just one piece in the pillar to help build stronger, no matter where you are, what stage, what challenges you have, because you hear that phrase, you know, I'm managing but not thriving. God gives us every day to be fully alive. And of course, there are times where we are managing crushing sorrow or we're going through severe stress. But in the midst of that, of course, you know, we are called to be feeding our body good fuel. So that means if I have to take five cups of coffee off the table, it's going to happen because caffeine, if you have too much, that can be a disruptor at this stage of our life. Or again, the alcohol, eating nutrient-dense food, focusing on things like weight training. A lot of this we talked about in our last episode and why that's so important. And sleep, of course. Also balance. That's something that you had shared with me that was a reminder, not something just for senior citizens, but every year as we age, we can lose balance. And even if we're brushing our teeth and standing on one leg, that helps us to maintain that skill that we really need to stay healthy. Right. I used to work in rehab, so I saw a lot of people who, as they aged, they fell either due to osteoporosis and a a bone breaking, but sometimes it was just tripping over their own feet, not having that good core balance. And that is something that is so important as you age. One of the issues with aging is that you tend to lose testosterone. And as you lose that testosterone, you are also losing muscle mass. So by replenishing that, that enables the person through exercise, weight training is great. Even if it's just modest, modest weight training, it is so good for the body and it helps to maintain that poor balance so that as you age, you you don't injure yourself as much. You're you're less likely to fall. So it's so important. And I just want to mention one other piece that you reminded me and what you said. As we age, we have so much wisdom and so much to give to the world. That is really our gift to the world is all the wisdom, all the hindsight that we have. But think about it. When people get old, they don't have the energy or sometimes even the articulation to give that wisdom and pass that wisdom on to someone else, let alone if you are raging mad because your hormones, who's going to listen to you? So the goal is, how can I help people to take that wisdom, give it back to other people? And I can do that by strengthening them. I mean, this has been my heart all along. How do I help people to live out their calling and to help other people? And I feel that that spiritual, physical, they're so connected. And if I can help you to get physically well and healthy, then I can help you to get spiritually well and healthy as well. 
God bless you. Thank you for your work. I hope that more practitioners will realize the importance of this field so so women and men, as you mentioned, everyone can get the help that they need. And Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Gemma Galani, pray for us. St. Dimphna, all the saints who knew hardships as women. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. And, and we pray for you and your work, Marna. Thank you so much. How can we connect with you? I know you only practice in Ohio, and I think you said you have a license for one other state, but really people should go to that list you mentioned, find a provider and get right. plugged in where they are. The best thing is to reach out to me through my website or give me a call. My my phone number and information is all at my website. Great. And that'll give you a lot more information too about who really could benefit from hormones. I have a lot of answers to questions that people would routinely have. Great. Well, who knows? We may have to do another installment of this because I have a feeling we'll be getting a lot of feedback and it's been really a blessing to connect with so many already on this topic to know that you're not alone. So thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Marna Revlock. And another website I will mention is mycatholicdoctor.com. And doctor is spelled out, so mycatholicdoctor.com. It's an amazing organization. I love their motto. They say, our mission is to make Catholic healthcare available to everyone. We are building a virtual hospital that is pro-life and pro-eternal life. Really is an answer to prayer when you go and you see the resources available and the providers also, all 50 states. So you can go to my catholicdoctor.com as another resource. They do bioidenticals, and I will link that up for you in the show notes along with Marna's site, the portal to Select International to join us on pilgrimage, and also where you can sign up for my newsletter. So lots in the show notes today. And I would love to hear from you. This is a lot to take in. These last few episodes, particularly the part one and part two, if you want to reach out, Show at gmail.com is our feedback mailbox after retiring the weekly show, it's collected a little bit of dust, <laughs> but it is still active and I would so love to hear from you. And of course, feel free to shoot me a DM too. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Most of the time though, I'm on Instagram stories. That's really where I live and do a lot of my activity and connecting with so many friends there. So that's another spot too. Advent is on the way. It, it means coming that we should be expectant. And it's a time of hope, but also a season that can get away from us if we are not vigilant, if we are not careful and watchful. Every day when we wake up, His mercies are new. His grace is waiting. So it is up to us to be present and to be responsive and rooted in the sacrament of the present moment, to not wallow in mistakes made yesterday or to wake up bitter or blaming others. And that includes ourselves, what we've eaten, how we've treated our physical body. Not to say that we shouldn't examine our conscience and confess the things we need to repent of. But once we receive that absolution to truly let it go, to begin again, there have been a lot of speaking events the last few months, and that's a big theme that I've been talking about, the gift and the beauty of the present moment, the here and now. So I pray for you that you are today and each day going forward as we prepare for Advent, blessed with the grace to be rooted in the present moment, the love of your family, the treasure of our faith, the hope of salvation, and precisely in our weaknesses to know and trust that God is working. I think about Marna's story and the road that it took her to get where she is. And through that journey, God working through the exact areas of struggle where she was carrying her cross for a long time, then how God equips her to now go out and help so many others. And over and over, you see that the Christian response to suffering 
as we follow the path of the saints and the martyrs and the disciples and Our Lady and ultimately leading back to our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how I want to wrap up today's show. It is one of my all-time favorite prayers. It's from St. Therese of Lisieux. And whether it's about the pursuit of health or an overwhelming situation in life or a child that you're struggling to bring back home to the church or a number of things that only God knows, this prayer calls us back to placing it all within the hand of our Lord who made us and who knows what we need. In nomine Patre, e Filio Spiritus Sancti. Lord Jesus, I see myself as a weak little bird with only a light down covering. I am not an eagle, but I have an eagle's eyes and heart. In spite of my littleness, I dare to gaze upon the divine Son, the Son of love, and my heart soars like an eagle to fly toward you. Flapping my small wings, I seek to fly toward the Son, climbing upwards toward the divine furnace of the Holy Trinity. What shall I do with such small wings? I shall not be troubled. With bold surrender and cheerful confidence, I shall continue gazing upon the divine Son. Nothing will frighten me, not the wind nor the rain, nor even the dark clouds. For I know that beyond any clouds is your light, your brightness, and your brightness will not be eclipsed for even a single instant. When tired or hungry or overcome by the burdens of life, I do not hide amid the storms, but turn toward the beloved sun, presenting my helpless wings to your beneficent rays. I shall gaze at the sun until I die. I delight in feeling small and helpless in your presence, for my heart is at peace. Amen. God bless you, and as always, thank you to my producer, Mark Cumming, for his dynamic skills and quick work. Mark is a producer extraordinaire, and for any audio-video needs you might have, check him out at cominghomestudio.com. Until next time, God bless you.